Welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Podcast, where we talk about the good movies, the bad movies, and the ugly movies of a certain genre, even if some people don't like them. My name is Micah. Hey, I'm Kelly. And I'm Charles, and he's talking about me. <laughs> you didn't like any of the movies from last week. Oh, come on. It was Bar- You didn't. It's Barbara Stanwyck movies. Who is amazing. I didn't say... I. Okay. Okay, we're going to go way over on this podcast like we did the last podcast. <laughs> and unfortunately for you, this is my episode, so Dang. no. Well, but speaking you... of things that you like, tell us about your recent find. Well, it's not necessarily that I like it, it's that we're testing it out. We're going to do a live review of a soda product. <laughs> not only is this a movie review, this is a carbonated yeah, you only thought we did review. reviews. Here's a little known secret about the good, the bad, and the podcast. While we're talking, not only does Mike occasionally wear a top hat every third episode, because it's classy, but we also sit around eating a large bowl of candy. Now, this started out originally because it was our leftover Halloween candy, and then somehow it gets refilled magically every week. So, Thank you, Kelly. The only, the only thing about that is, you know, we're always drinking drinks. Usually I'm drinking a sweet tea. I read about Pepsi Next, and I decided I want to try it. So, for your listening pleasure, we're actually going to open up next. Some next. We're going to drink it. We're going to give you our actually honest opinion. And this is going to make awesome audio. And I really, drinking. before we do yes. it, I want to say we are not sponsored by Pepsi. This is not likely to get us sponsored by Pepsi, but we're throwing it out there for the you know pleasure of okay. everybody out there. Ready? One, One two, two, and... Okay, now we're drinking it. <laughs> I may, may need to narrate this so that people know what we're doing. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and unlike last time, Mike is actually drinking and not just pretending. Like yeah, I'm not just pretending. I'm actually yeah, I was drinking. Say. <laughs> Please don't drink like that. <laughs> they don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's pretty it tastes good. like Pepsi. Yeah, it's me. pretty good. I'm yeah, not... it's not bad. Yeah. It has uh, no um, aspartame in it and so no artificial sweetener. Yeah. I mean, and only, it, I, and I only can't... 16 calories in a delicious blue can. I mean, I'm not doing a blind taste test, but it tastes like Pepsi to mm-hmm. me. And these taste like Skittles. I kind of hate that Skittles uh, change their green to green apple. Hmm. But thanks for joining derail- our movie podcast. <laughs> enough, <derail. laughs> enough of the derailment here, because as I said, this is my episode, mm-hmm. and I can talk with my mouth full if I want to. I'm just gonna throw it out there. In this episode, we're just going to eat. People are going to listen to us. Well, the few that were listening to us probably aren't listening now. I'm going to wash this down with some Pepsi next. All right. No, seriously. In all seriousness, we here. Let's let's start talking about the movies. I picked Modern Western last time. And, you know, mm-hmm. is there any particular uh, good, bad, or ugly you'd like me to start well, with? Well, explain real quick, too. Just to recap, what is Modern Western? Modern Western is a, is a Western that was at least made late 70s to now. So none of the early 70s and none of the early 60s. Especially not any of the John Wayne stuff. And it's not a spaghetti Western. Okay. So typically these are American-made movies. But they, they have uh, more morally ambiguous characters. And they deal with race in a different way. So it's not... It's not, oh, it's savage Indians attacking the honorable cowboys. And, you know, they deal with slavery in a whole different light. They deal with, you know, women in a different light. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, whereas before it might be the Indian, you know, the Indians are attacking the cowboy and John Wayne's going to ride in and shoot them all up thing. It's not, it's not the thing. They handle it a different way, a more realistic way. So right. the whole tone changed. Um, 
So, yeah. So I decided I wanted to classify it, and that's why we're doing it. Okay, great. And what are your picks? So no particular order. Dances with Wolves, Texas Rangers, and Wild Wild West. All right. So what do you want to start with? Uh. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Me too. I was trying not to do it. Pepsi next. <laughs> All right. So, so this has nothing to do with westerns. We could have done a theme thing like we're drinking ale around a. I don't know whatever whatever cowboys drink, eating beans and coffee. Coffee, yeah. Um, but we're not that clever. Which one do you want me to start with? Had a good, bad, and ugly. You know what? Um. Last time we started with um, ugly, so let's start with um, let's go ahead and start with bad. We start with bad. Yeah. yeah. All right. My bad pick is Texas Rangers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, for those of you, for those of you that live where we live, which is in Texas, you think of the baseball team. Mm-hmm. For everybody else, this is probably a movie and a term you don't really hear at all. You know, I mean, I, I didn't even really. I mean, I knew about this movie, but. When you tell people about the movie Texas Rangers, you're just like, what? That movie exists? And really, it's because of the cast. When you start saying a Western starring James Vanderbeek, <laughs> Usher. Usher. Usher, and Ashton Kutcher, yeah. you're, they're just like, how did that movie get passed? Like, what is that? What is it? And is, is it a spoof? And it's every bit as bad as those names sound. They just, those actors don't fit in a Western, you know? And that's mm-hmm. part of the problem with it. It feels way totally too right. modern. Yep. What's up? You're totally right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you were making a weird gesture like, shut I was up. Shooting or... a fly away. Okay. Is that what that was? <laughs> I'm never going to stop drinking that, by the way. This is, I'm going to make this last the whole episode. We've got plenty more cans where that came from. Thank you. Um, now, uh, so I don't even, I'm trying to think of the plot. Like, I did rewatch this. It's, it's, uh, James Vanderbeek comes to town, his, his parents get killed by uh, by Doc Ock. Um, <laughs> Alfred Molina. Yes, um, yes, there you go. Fantastic actor. This is before his arms. Yeah, yeah, yes, before yes. that. <laughs> Not much before it. Um, he is a fantastic actor. He's also in Species, and you know he's uh, anyway. Go on. Um, but so his his the, the the his family gets murdered in front of him. So he decides to join the Texas Rangers, and it's uh, is it Derman or who's the who's the guy that plays it? Uh, Dylan, Dylan McDermott. McDermott. He, um, he's, I guess he's lost his family and he's kind of depressed and gets called into it by, uh, by Tom Skerritt to come back and lead the Texas Ranger thing. And, and he's also, he's dying. So he just, you know, he's kind of the, the hard edge person that's leading it. James Vanderbeek goes to be part of it. And along the way, Ashton Kutcher teams up with him and they both decide to be part of it. And then Usher decides <laughs> to be part of it for some reason. And it's basically that, you know, that's the thing. They're going to get these, this cattle, from uh, Doc Ock, and, uh, and that's mm-hmm. the plot. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's just, it's terrible because it just never feels like this actually takes place in the Wild West. Like It it, it never creates the illusion. No, never. No. It's not even like there is, yeah. it's, it's, it's so bad and poorly written characters. And, and you know, it's it's Dawson's Creek and this, that right. 70s show. It's just, yeah. And then, now the, now the reason this is a modern Western is because a lot of it has to do with Usher. Because as I said, these movies have a lot to do with race, and the way they're treating Usher, he's like the kind of, he's kind of the comic sidekick in this movie, but he's always talking about how he's he's gonna you know how he's gonna be the best and all this, and, and everybody's always giving him crap because he's black and and, and it's, it's 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 very modern character, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel 
And I think mm-hmm. I think Django Unchained did that character so much better. Yeah. You know, with this this uh, this guy's got something to prove, and he's you know, but uh, Jamie Fox is also you know an Oscar winning actor, and Usher yeah. is not. So, <laughs> yes. I, not not then they also, that movie's also written by Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. This movie is not. So you had a lot of differences in the character, but anyway, that that's that's the thing. It's it's just a bad movie. It is so boring. I don't care about any of the characters. Mm-mm. I really don't. Nope, you don't. There's no, there's nothing other than, you know, James Vanderbeek's parents get killed in front of him, but you there's no relationship established. I know it's his parents. I know that kind of sounds hard to say, but, but you like meet him in one scene and they're dead. Yeah, exactly. There's no rela- no flashbacks or anything. It's just mm-hmm. and a brother apparently, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You it's wouldn't like, know their brothers unless they went, "Hey, brother." Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then Rachel Lee cooks in it, and she kind of like yeah. Action where where and... the heck does she come from? It just doesn't. It... it seems like they just took every person who was popular in two thousand and one, and they were like, "Hey, yeah." Well, here's exactly what they about. did. Yeah, here's how I think the there. pitch meeting went. They said, "Let's take." The hottest young actors yeah. and put them on horses. Yeah. Texas Rangers. Yeah. That's about it. You That's can't really lose. Casey Kasem, is that you? Like, what is oh, that? That's pretty good. That's yeah, it was good. He so, just passed away. Um, but it was just yeah. That's it was it was a bunch of pretty faces on mm-hmm. horses, and yeah. they put some makeup on them to make them look dirty. And obviously in Southern California, not Texas, and they're supposed to be shooting guns uh, you know that's about it's about as far as this movie gets yep let me also point this out okay because i'm a true blood texan charles is a true blood texan you have you got here as fast as you could <laughs> i did i got i've been here most of the time let's All just right. say that you got here as fast as you could and uh anybody who is listening out there uh who is a texan can agree with me that when you're talking about texas history or you know buy over about people from texas you want it to represent us as texans james vanderbeek is from connecticut (laughs) (laughs) actually i could go over the whole list and tell you where everybody's from but let me just say the only person on this entire cast list of the main actors that are actually from texas is usher (laughs) he's from dallas texas (laughs) that's awesome and so that's kind of a stretch right there you know i mean if they had gotten if they had decided we're going to do a movie about texas rangers and they had gotten like you know matthew mcconaughey Mm -hmm. and uh you know just a slew of other texas actors was it the newton boys there was another movie kind of similar on the yeah but that takes place in oklahoma does it? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was all bank robbers that was kind of halfway through Texas and uh, it might it might be Texas and Oklahoma. Either way, that wasn't that great of a movie but either. The, the, but but it was Texas better than... Rangers. This is the Texas freaking Rangers. I agree. Talking about. I agree. Nobody they're, has more. They're terrible this year, Texas. but they've been good in the past. They yeah. got to the World Series. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if they're gonna have a movie about Texas Rangers, about the history of Texas, you need Texas actors. Mm-hmm. You well, need to have him them have a a convincing Texas accent. The only Texas accent, I mean, James Vanderbeek. Now, granted, James Vanderbeek is a Pennsylvania man in this one. He doesn't put on the varsity blues, god awful Texas. <laughs> I was gonna say, is that what you want? I don't want your life. Like, like, what is that's No, I mean we. I mean, I don't even know. Like, I don't really think anyone can. I've never heard someone who's not a native Texan do a great Texas accent. That's Have true. you? I it's, mean, honestly, not, they, not the it usually gets into like this crazy southern thing and and that there's parts of texas like is it lucas black where's lucas black from he's the guy in fast and furious yeah, he's texas yeah. that that's a crazy accent to me yeah. that's 
Donkey Kong. Like, <laughs> but but no, I don't know. No, but the point is, like, I don't hear it too often, so I don't even... The accent doesn't always bother me. I just kind of assume nobody's going to have a good accent. So yeah. that doesn't bother me as much. I would have rather James Vanderbeek done his Varsity Blues accent. That would have cracked me up. How about uh, Jane Fonda's Texas accent from our, our last episode? Oh. You're gonna duh. find a way to segue that into it, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Texas, duh. <laughs> I love you. Um, so anyway, um, yes, I agree. Texas Rangers, really bad. But honestly, if it's one, if I watched it in 2001, I probably would have said, okay, that's that's a pretty good movie. I watched it today and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's it's stupid, it's ridiculous, but you know, it's kind of entertaining. Wait, it's guys shooting at each other. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I I think I did see it originally, like not long after it came out and then you said just kind of you just kind of forget about it but then it's, it's kind of developed this reputation over the time so like when i was trying to figure out my categories i was like i'd forgotten about it and i was looking mm-hmm. up like westerns and like just any western yeah, in the last forgettable like, movie any yeah. western in the last like 20 30 years i was looking that uh-huh. up and that one just kept coming up on everyone's list and i was like i need to rewatch this because i don't remember yeah. it being that bad and it was on netflix it's got a meta it's, score of 29 it is that bad <laughs> yeah. it's terrible it yeah. deserves to be on these lists okay i gotta say this though uh, Usher, his character, whatever his character's name, Randolph Scipio, he's a Texarkana boy. I'm a Texarkana boy, so I like that little shout out there. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> True. It's very specific. So <laughs> you got to do the distinction now that you brought it up. Someone that's not from your part of the world. Yeah, my part <laughs> of Kelly, how would you say where Mike is from? Texarkana. Okay. See, see, he has problems with the way you pronounce that. I learned this. And Usher almost got it right, too. I learned this. Usher and almost I'm not, got I'm not, it I don't mean to call you out. I mean, yes, I do, but not <laughs> okay, to make fun okay. of you. But Whew. it's the way people say the R. If they say Texarkana, they're, they're wrong. From, they're not from where they're That's from. how he calls people out. He knows if they're putting on an accent or not. Because it's er. It's a Texarkana. It's Texarkana. Okay. Yeah. I well, now I feel so like Usher, I Usher didn't. Better. He didn't totally butcher it, but he, he got pretty close. So I respect him for that. So Usher is the best part of the movie. <laughs> Way to go, Usher. All right. Props to you. So yeah, it's just a forgettable movie, but it really is bad. And you just the whole point, the whole time you're just like, what? This is like a time capsule for the early 2000s is what it is. Yeah, that's it's, what it is. Yeah, it's a good movie. It really is. And so it's, what's the, and uh, you know, what's the Rachel Lee Cook movie where he, the, she's, she's all that. that. Yes. <laughs> You know what? Remake, they're remaking that. Can you believe I that? can't believe it. So uh, let me just say, you could also play a little drinking game to this game, uh, to this uh, movie, which is uh, anytime they show a map montage, <laughs> you take a drink. And because there's a lot of map montages. But if you're listening there. to our podcast while driving to work, <laughs> yes, do not play don't. the game. Don't. Or if you're going to drink, drink Pepsi next. Yeah. <laughs> it won't get you drunk, but it tastes good. <laughs> All right. So moving on. What are you going to do next? All right, so which one do you want me to do? Let me do good or ugly? Good. Good? Everybody good? Yeah. So, the title that I can't pronounce, I'm not even going to try. I'm going to say Dances with Wolves. <laughs> and Or for those of you that aren't looking for the dog version of the Kevin Costner classic, it's Dances with Wolves. <laughs> wolves. There yes. you go. That was good. Which really, it's one wolf in the movie, but... That's what? true. Okay. You, you, you know what? You're absolutely right. He does not dance with multiple wolves. He dances with one wolf. I think this is a translation issue between the, the Lakota Indians, their their language, and English. I think when they were translating it, they, they pluralized it by accident. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to correct the wrong. The Oscars should be stripped of Kevin I'm like, I'm like because Dr. of that. I'm Dr. Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap. I'm trying to right a wrong in the past. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. 
So yes, this is my good movie. This is my good pick for modern westerns. Now, I have to say this was kind of a toss-up because I really wanted almost... I almost... There were three movies I considered for this. Uh, I would have... It could have been a toss-up between Django Unchained, Unforgiven, and this one. But I ultimately had to decide... This is one of my all-time favorite movies. Like, I, if you, my top five movies is just somewhere on that list. Mm-hmm. I love really? this film. Love it. Love it. Love it. I think the music is amazing. Mm-hmm. The cinematography Absolutely. is some of my. Beautiful. It's some of the most beautiful stuff ever put on film. Mm-hmm. I think the acting is fantastic. The dialogue is great. It's just it's just a brilliant film. Like, yeah. I I this is I love Kevin Costner in this movie. I'm a Kevin Costner fan anyway. But mm-hmm. this is all of his quirks and all that. They come off really well, and it's really funny in parts too. Like it is the even the interactions with the Native Americans because he's a little awkward. He's very yeah. awkward, and it, and there's humor. Like you know when he's when they're making coffee and he tells them to put sugar in, and he has the guy taste it, and the guy the uh-huh. Indian smiles. You know, right? I love that stuff. You know, or even when he finds uh you know finds the girl on the plane and she's she's bloody and the flag gets in his face. And he's right. like with the flag. Out. It's <laughs> little stupid stuff like that, but it it's funny, but it doesn't feel forced. Right. Or, you know, when he's discovered, he's bathing and he comes out and he's naked. And, they, yeah. It's like, yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's just a perfect blend of everything. Um, it it definitely, uh, it, it took away a lot of stereotypes of Native Americans. Like, because he was, he was having to experience it for himself. He didn't know what to experience. He even right. comments that they're not like the people described them back home. Right. Uh-huh. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're not you savages. Know. They're not. Right, right. Yeah. And so, and then... So I feel like that's the reason I would say best modern western because it really hand, it puts that relationship between white settlers and Native Americans and shows a completely different side of it. Totally so much, right. so, so much even that he tries to learn their language. Mm-hmm. You know, it right. succeeds pretty yeah. well. Yeah, he does it pretty well. And it has a pretty bleak ending. It's not like some cheesy happy ending. It's not. No. Yeah. And uh, let me say this, and then Kelly, I really want to hear your thoughts, but. Um, I totally agree with you because I, I was thinking, okay, well, I've got some things to combat him on. I'm going to say, you know, whenever the, you ask me my best, I'm going to say Unforgiven is the best. But here's the thing. Django Unchained is a great, it is a modern Western. It is a revenge movie. Unforgiven is a vigilante movie, you know. It's a absolutely modern Western. But this embodies the spirit of a Western mm-hmm. better than any of those movies because... A Western, even in the old days, is really about the um, white English German culture moving out towards the Native American culture. You know, those two worlds meeting. That's what really a Western is about and how, how, you know, they survive out there, how they relate to the Native Americans. And this movie does the best job out of any of them, you know, of those two worlds colliding. And you get to see... Dunbar's Lieutenant Dunbar's experience of trying to not, relate not Dunbar, not Dunbar. That was a really <laughs> funny part. Yeah, not trying to relate to them, trying to coexist with them, you know, mm-hmm. and then and you know the the Dakota tribe trying to coexist with him. But then you see the extreme on both sides. I love that on both sides mm-hmm. where the army comes in and they're like, no, we're taking over their land, and the Pawnee is there. Any white man we see, we're gonna kill, uh-huh. you know. So you got it. It just. It's beautiful how it works together. You know, and, and related to what you're saying, like the whole line that, you know, because he basically tries to commit suicide at the beginning and it's how he's, exactly. he's yeah. able to pick where he wants to go. And he says he wants to see the frontier and he's like, you want to go to the frontier? He's like, yes, sir, before it's gone. 
Mm-hmm. I love that line. Like that yeah. sets up the theme mm-hmm. so well in this movie. And um, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kelly. I, was, I, I, well, I could talk all and all about this. What, what were your thoughts on this movie? No, that's okay. Um, I, it's interesting because I had seen this movie many years ago when I was probably too young to have really paid attention to it. You know, um, and I so I remembered vaguely hearing good things about it and that I kind of liked it, but I was starting on a relatively blank slate when I rewatched it. And in the beginning, the beginning was really slow, I felt, and I, and I still didn't quite, I was like, what's happening? What? And just, you know, when he, I didn't fully, I don't know, the part where he was riding back and forth on his horse and trying to commit suicide, I guess, I thought that was kind of silly. But, and then, like, when he first arrived to the, to the, um, the, po- fort. the post, yeah, the fort, um, and you, it was just like, Minutes upon minutes of Kevin Costner's like extremely dry. I am reading this voice, you know, just being like, and then I did. Well, I was like, oh my god. But sorry, go. Well, what I was gonna say, have you have you seen the uh, director's cut or the extended cut of this movie? I'm not sure. So I don't, I... the thing is, like, I and I'm not, I'll, I'm going somewhere with this. I promise. I'm gonna just cut you off and think. But I don't like the director's cut. And I, I, you know, I've seen the original one. I love the original one. And when the director's cut came out, I, I bought it. And I was like, oh, this could be awesome. It adds, like, I don't know how many extra minutes. Like, 40 minutes or something of the thing. And it's already a long movie, right? Mm-hmm. It, it was so much that they had to split the movie on, like, two DVDs when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it adds a backstory to the fort. So, like, before Costner goes out there, you're seeing what actually happened to the fort people. They add all these moments in there. You might have liked that one more because mm-hmm. it... It gives you more at the beginning. It's not kind of it's not as sparse, so to speak, and it's not just him narrating it. It's it shows you really clearly. It goes back and forth what happened at that fort before you got out there, you know. That's, so you might want to check it out just to see. I, I don't know because a lot of people prefer the director's cut. That's interesting. I'll, I'll have to. I will have to check that out at least to watch the first part and see if I like it any better. Because I, I can't remember exactly when was the turning point uh for me but i there did definitely come a point in you know like the beginning third of the movie where i was like okay this is is getting pretty good and then as as it went by i was like yeah okay this is this is a good movie and it really sucked me in but in the first few minutes i was like oh charles this is this is rough about that buffalo hunt though wasn't that fantastic it it was great i don't even know how they filmed that that is it's it's fantastic you know i'm glad you brought that up because i would love to either read or see a documentary on the making of dances with wolves because a couple of things that are pretty fascinating about that buffalo hunt those are real buffalo yeah um two of them actually borrowed from neil young Really? Random trivia. Yeah. But, um, yeah, those are real buffalo. That's really Kevin Costner doing his own stunts, riding bareback, shooting from the uh, from the uh, horse. Um, it is all in chronological order. Like, th- this is really rare for a movie, but it is filmed in chronological order, with the exception of the Civil War battle that was filmed at the very end of the production. But... From, you know, after the Civil War battle on, that's actually chronological order because he wanted the he wanted it to feel like the right time. So the seasons are correct. Uh, you know, the the way he, he ages, you know, is correct. Like with his facial hair. With yeah, his when hair. he shaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, also, this is something else that I think is just amazing that I've got kudos respect, musho respect for Kevin Costner here, uh, is that this is his baby. He, I mean, he would put his heart and soul into this movie. In fact, not his heart and soul, but also $18 million. 
Whoa. from his own pocket went into this movie. And it was his first film. It's a directorial debut. And yeah. he won Best Director Oscar yeah. for this. Wow. One Best Director, one Best Picture. Cinematography yeah. won, right? Yeah. And, I, I'm, and then the score won. Yeah. And they, they, but they were, I don't, there was a bunch of nominations. I'm thinking of the actors won, but they were, a lot of them got nominated. Yeah. And he, I mean. Uh, Graham, uh, Graham, Graham Green, Green, who played um, Kicking Bird. He, Kicking Bird, he was uh, nominated. Um, but it's just yeah they they even went to uh i I was i've I've read something about it how they actually went to like a school to learn the language phonetically Mm -hmm. like he he wanted to make sure if they're going to speak this they're going to speak it right Mm -hmm. and and that's cool like that is cool and kevin costner i mean to his credit too he was very very respectful of the lakota people through the whole process yeah so i uh just speaking about the the particular um, Lakota actors. Um, I I loved the development of the character of Wind in His Hair. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. thought that was really cool. How he yeah. started out really sort of butting heads with Kevin Costner, and then at the end, that scene just got me when he was riding to the top of the mountain. Well, and he's it, like, it, "Don't you know, you know your friends?" Yeah, because it's a it's direct to the first scene. Like at the beginning, he's shouting at him, and he's like, "Don't you know I'm not afraid of you?" And then at the end, he's doing the same speech. So like, you see, I'm your friend. I'll always be. And it's like, oh. Oh, yeah. oh but in the, in the score, but you know, as far as that ending scene though, it, it's Kicking Bird and him, and he's like, he's like, we've come a long way, you and I. It's like, oh yep. yes, they have, yep. they have, and you feel it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like I said, it'd be in my top five for sure. I, I don't know where in the top five, but I just I love this movie. I always have. Let me just say, I think we could spend a long time talking because it's such a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. But it's... we need to drink more uh, Pepsi next. <laughs> but we need... Let's and all take, let's all take of, a second and drink some more here. And speaking of next. Yeah. <laughs> Good one, Micah. And not the, uh, Nic- the, not the Nicolas pick? Cage movie next. Yeah, what's, what's the next pick? Is this our ugly one? So, obviously, as you can tell, our ugly one is Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Wild Wild West <laughs> is, uh, is, is Will Smith playing James West and... And Kevin Klein playing Artemis Gordon, and he basically they they're they're partners that are teamed up to uh, defeat uh, Loveless. Yeah, Lovelace, Loveless, uh, Doctor Loveless, Loveless, Artemis Loveless. <laughs> Who's played yes. by Kenneth Branagh? Bra- I can't even. I never Brana. can say his name. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's the basic in a nutshell. They they don't want to be partners, but they're they're made to be partners. It's based on the TV show. Um. This is a really bad movie. It's it's but it's so bizarre. Like how bad it is. Yeah. And the thing is like Robert Conrad played uh Jim West in the uh, original series. Right. And when this movie in came the TV out, series. yeah, in the TV series. When this movie came out, he was against it. He thought yeah. it, he, they asked him to make a cameo, he didn't want to do no. it. There were some people, he said that Will Smith was all wrong for the part of it. And there were some people that, you know, thought he was being racist like, "Oh, it's just cuz Will Smith is black." I don't know if that's the case. But my thoughts on this are that it's it, back to Django Unchained. When you put a black actor in this type of role, it automatically becomes about race and slavery. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and so you're changing the tone of that TV show right. significantly because I, exactly. I, I didn't really watch the show, but I know that character wasn't that way. And this one, they took, they made all kinds of racial jokes. I mean, they even had a thing where he's at the party and they're going to hang him and he starts talking about it. And it's like, I don't know, but I don't think that added. It. I can understand if you're going to put that character in that spot and it's going to add to the plot, but I don't think it did. No. And and him and and the, and the bad guy Loveless, he 
he's he's uh, he's half a man. He's in a wheelchair. He has no legs, and him and Will Smith's exchanges. It's like he's being racist towards Will Smith, and Will Smith is making jokes about not having legs to him. It's just awkward. Yeah, it's so awkward. It's uncomfortable, and, and you're just also, like Loveless is like really horny. Yeah, and there are so many sexual <laughs> things in this movie. This is this is pretty extreme for a PG thirteen movie. It is. There yeah. is. It's like this. It's like really like when Will Smith is making out with that girl in the water tower. Yeah, and it's like there's so many double entendres. And then it gets knocked down, and you see like Will Smith naked from behind. It's like, uh, come on! But I mean, it's just—it's like everything they could get a sex joke in, they were going to put one in. Either a sex or a race joke, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 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 again, I didn't watch the series, so if the series—I could say this safely—it wasn't. But if the series was all about sex jokes and race jokes, great. Barry Sonnenfeld, Will Smith, give yourselves a high five. But. (laughs) But it wasn't. I feel like this movie just was capitalizing on Will Smith being Men in Black and, you know, Independence Day. And they were just kind of putting him in a lead role where he didn't necessarily fit. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, you know, but again, it's it's one of those things that it's it gets to the point where it's so bad, it awkwardly becomes good. Like the whole giant (laughs) mechanical spider yeah <laughs> which if any of you listen to kevin smith you know i uh, forget which one it was but it's, he talked about in one of his speeches he does at colleges kevin smith talked about uh, a producer i think it's john peters he was going to he wanted to do a superman movie and he wanted kevin smith to write it he want, he basically said that he wanted to change the look of the superman costume and it superman had to fight a giant mechanical spider so kevin smith dropped out of that project mm-hmm. and then john peters went on to produce wild wild west and he had a giant mechanical spider. So he's as got the this villain. thing about giant something about it. Spider. So, and I may be getting the name wrong, but I think it's John Peters. But uh, so, so the spider that doesn't make any sense in the Wild West. It's like steampunk. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, speaking it was... of bad accents, by the way. Oh my goodness, the villain Loveless. Oh yeah, like his adorable. bizarre speech. Southern accent. What yeah. was that? It's weird. And the on the RCA reference, whenever the one of the guys he had the. The like yeah, ear, the, yeah. uh, the hearing aid thing, like, the and the, out of it. yeah. Well, no, but then the dog, like the little the little puppy, walks up and they, uh-huh. they reference RCA. Yeah, I was like, oh, what is this movie? <laughs> and then there's all the female villainesses, the like, um, uh, what what is the name? Like, uh, lips sync lip lip reader lip. Who are you talking about? I don't even there's know what you're talking here. about. Hey, come back to me. I will. Well, I was gonna say that. Um, we haven't even got to the part about Kevin Klein. I actually like Kevin Klein in this movie. I like Kevin Klein in general. But here's my problem with him in this movie. Why did he have to also play the president? It reminded me so much of the movie Dave, where he played two parts, including the president. It's like Kevin Klein's thing. It's like uh-huh. he can't. He won't sign a contract unless he's playing two but roles. why? What? Why did he... This was... It made no sense to the story. Did he play two roles in French Kiss? Uh, played, I don't think so. He played so, uh, Meg Ryan and the French guy. <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, he, he was sort of leading a double. <laughs> you could say he was leading a double. Okay, life, Kevin but. Klein as Meg Ryan and Kevin Klein as <laughs> yeah. Kevin Klein. But, I, and again, I, I, again, I like this character. It's silly. It, it, was just, it was bizarre all the different outfits he got, but yeah. that may have been like the TV show. I don't know. Well, the way I could, the way I could describe it to somebody who hasn't seen it but has seen every other movie in the world is it's kind of like if you took a blender and took Blazing Saddles, 
and um, Men in Black and threw in a steampunk convention. And that's that's what Wild Wild West is, basically. Mm-hmm. And according to... Wow, wow, that's that's a, like a lot of good stuff to make something this bad, though. <laughs> All right, well, then throw in... Um, uh, Texas you know, Rangers! <laughs> yeah, Texas Rangers, there you go. Um, but yeah, it's just not... It's not I think it's trying to go for the same audience as Men in Black. They saw Men in Black's a real success, so we're going to do that kind of like quirky, funny, on the edge mm. of rated R humor and put it in as a Western. Hey, we got Will Smith too. But it just didn't work this time around. And it's a fun movie, mm-hmm. but it's... It's Selma it, Hayek? I mean, that was... Yeah, but it's also, there were so many times that you're going, you know, oh, this is, this is, I can't believe that Selma Hayek is doing that. I can't believe that... I do. Kenneth Branagh. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I do like the part yeah. when uh, they're leaving her at the train station and she's waving to him and Kevin Klein's like looking out the window and then they, they pass by another window and he's looking out that window too. There's a lot of like good humor that Kevin Klein's doing and I think I think he is the only reason this movie's good. I think <laughs> I think Will Smith kind of ruins it. And yeah. again, I think I think by putting this character in the situation and making it racial racially motivated and and it's not just for like you know, black actors. It's all like the Asian actor when she's like East oh, meets West. Yeah, it's like this East. It's yeah. like, really. And she's mm-hmm. like, "What are you doing, poking around or whatever?" She says as she lifts up her skirt. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh man, <laughs> this is so bizarre." I, I mean, that, and that should have been a fantastic scene with all the moving paintings that were trying to shoot him. Right. But it was just so weird, and I don't I know, know. But the whole thing was really weird. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts, Kelly? Uh, n- n- nope. I agree wholeheartedly. But again, it's just... it's 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 my bad pick. But go, I'm sorry, go ahead, Kelly. I was meaning to cut you off. I was just saying no. it, it's your ugly it, pick. It, it's my ugly pick. I, yeah, I don't know why I clarified to say the wrong thing, but I just want to say that we're trashing it. But it is my ugly pick. No, that's. I mean, that's to me, that's what ugly is. You know that this is a perfect candidate for an ugly movie because it's there. It's just. I mean, the crazy round little John Lennon glasses and just the whole idea of an inventor villain like I, I it's just it it's it's ugly you know back in 1999 i remember watching this and not thinking these things you know thinking like oh it's just oh okay it's just a it's a fun movie it was fun for me back you know in 1999 when i was younger but you're watching it now it's like it, there's embarrass it's it's embarrassing and mm-hmm. it's not anything i would want to watch with you know my kid down the road because it's so but it's not anything I'd want to watch with an adult because it's so stupid. You know, uh-huh. it's like, it's kind of like a, you know, a, a, a secret watching. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, it's a shameful. It's a shameful watch. Yeah. It's movie shaming. It's, it's movie it's, shaming. Yeah. yeah. You know what? What? Though it's true. The fact is, there's nothing shameful about this taste. This Pepsi Max is delicious. <laughs> So All right, a little heavy-handed or, or, or there. ugly. A little heavy-handed mm. there. Yeah. Oh, man. So, oh, let me say this, too. Um, Will Smith has actually gone on record saying that he was offered the lead role, Keanu Reeves' role, in The Matrix. Yeah, as Neo. And he turned that down so that he could do The Wild Wild West because he thought The Wild Wild West would generate a lot more box office than some sci-fi nobody had ever heard of. Oh, man. And he has gone on record saying that that was the worst professional mistake. He was also... I think Tarantino won him for the lead role in Django. Really? Oh. I think so. I think he turned that down too. 
But you know what, though? I'm glad if that's true that Jamie Foxx got it because I think Jamie Foxx did a tremendous job. Jamie Foxx is awesome. Yeah. Again, Django Unchained almost was my favorite one of this mm-hmm. list. I mean, it was like Unforgiven Django and Dances with uh, Plural Wolves. But I, I just, I, uh, but I'm just saying, like, I, I just, you know, I, I really thought, again, it had to be that. And then those two were my easiest picks because the ugly one, Wild Wild West, I was like, there's, there's no other movie that's really a weird mix. And then Texas Rangers. I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think of any other ones that would have been my bad one, but I think those, do you guys pretty much agree those would have been the three you would have picked? Or would you, you yeah. would have said Unforgiven. No, actually, uh, well, I would have said Unforgiven at first, but then after rewatching Dance with the Wolves, I wholeheartedly agree okay, with you. So. Yeah. And I couldn't think of another bad uh, pick because, I mean, Westerns are, are they're good watches. Yeah. You know, well, modern Westerns are good watches. Like True Grit, it's not that great of a movie. It's not, it didn't win any, but it's still a fun movie. Was, you that, know? was it Anna Palooza? There was something with, like, uh, Ed Harris. Oh, and... I'll, yeah. Um, I know which, I can't think of it. Whatever it's called, but... That was an okay one, but mm-hmm. there was another Kevin Costner one, um, Open Range. I do like Open Range. It, I mean, it's pretty good. I do like that movie. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I see. I can't think of like a bad one really. Um, anyway, and and uh, you know we can go on a whole rant about films that feel like a western, but they're not set in western times, like No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Uh-huh. But but I'm not. A, I'm not I, even gonna go there. That would have actually that would have been a pretty good modern western too. But I just that felt too. I feel like well, I don't know what you would call that. Is that like a neo western? Like what would you neo western? Okay, we should do a podcast on neo western or spaghetti western sometime. We're we're definitely gonna get to spaghetti western. I mean, our stinking podcast is called the Good, the Bad, and the right. Podcast. We're gonna eventually yeah, get to that. Although I'm a little nervous because there. what if uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is not the good one, the bad one, or the ugly one? Oh, if it's my choice, I know exactly what it's gonna be. But speaking about my choice. Yes. My, My choice for next episode is going to be survival movies. Yes. Nice. Now, it took me a long time to figure out this one. I love that TV show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's all it's survival the movie. No. Survival movie. So basically what this genre means is it is man versus nature. Uh, and it's man versus the elements, not like in a disaster setting, but he is thrown into nature and he has to survive. Okay? okay, so here are my picks in no particular order. You got Castaway, Tom Hanks, Castaway, mm-hmm. um, Swiss Family Robinson, <laughs> and The Gray from 2012? 11? 11, 12. We'll check that, but it's Liam Neeson, The Gray. So Castaway with Tom Hanks, Swiss Family Robinson, and The Gray. Those are my picks. Nice. And uh, next time we're going to have a guest podcaster with us. Yes. All yeah. right. You want to tell them about that? Yeah, well, it's going to be Dr. Mike McKinnis. So we will actually have a doctor in the house. Uh-huh. Um, so the he, reason we're inviting him is because the time after that, what's happening? He's going to do his own pick. Now, we don't know what his picks are just yet, um, but he's going to, at the end of next episode, he will announce his picks, and then the episode after that, he will do a whole podcast. It's going to yeah. be fun. And, yeah. I, you know, i got to think of some doctor jokes. I I can't, you know. <laughs> start than, coming up with them now. Yeah, i got to start coming up with them now. we got a I little bit. But... So you'll spend the whole podcast just throwing out doctor jokes. I'm thinking about it. Like, <laughs> like good thing we have a doctor here. That movie nearly killed me. <laughs> um, you know, but, 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 you know, maybe he should do, like, doctor movies. That would be cool. I don't know. He's he, yeah, it's he's, his pick. He's got to tell us his pick. It's so, his pick. But it would actually be a real doctor. It's not for a skit. He's yeah. a real doctor. <laughs> he's, he's, he's an actual doctor. He's tired of saving lives. He's going to come talk about movies, and that's, that's people are going to be dying while he's here. But it's going to be worth it because it's going to be the best podcast <laughs> ever. Maybe sip on some Pepsi next. All he's right, not on so, call. I hope so. This so is fun. 
Guys, check us out on Twitter and on Facebook. We're doing some awesome things on itsjustawesome.com. And he's probably listening right now. I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh. Well, not live because it's not broadcast yeah. live. <laughs> you know, in theory, he's listening. Is he outside your window or something? He might be. <laughs> but if he is, that's cool. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a nice, respectable doctor we're talking about here. If you are listening, thanks for listening. We didn't give you a shout out. This is your shout out. Multiple times. Whatever. Yes. All right. And Kelly, you want to say anything? Uh, no, no. Um, looking forward to next episode. Check us out. We, we're all doing reviews. Um, I do some oldies, but goodies, and, um, Charles does a lot of new movie reviews, and so does Micah, and we've, you know, another friend of ours, Allison, does some great TV reviews, and... Did you know that there are only 60 calories per can in Pepsi Next? Why it not, has Charles? great cola taste. And I guess we're gonna have a new... <laughs> Aspartame free and great cola taste. A new review coming soon about this Pepsi next. That's interesting. Low sodium, too. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Hey, let's do one last drink. Okay. One last Here drink, Charles. No, 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 no. Let's get, let's clink the cans. Olay. Right where our microphones aren't. Yes. So you can't hear it. <laughs> clink. And then here we go. Ah. And I'm done with my can. I don't have to brush my teeth now because I clean you. <laughs> All right. And that is how we end an episode. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.